Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this limited series that I'll be doing with Gigi Firefly. She does creator relations at Logitech G. She's a gamer. She's an all-around awesome human being. And we started thinking about this sometime around January 2021. Um, recently, I had her on the show radio, and we were talking about different ways to collaborate. And one of the things that we realized is that we had a strong love for documentaries. So we decided to put uh, that to the test um, in this limited series where we can have conversations about documentaries that we both watched. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this limited series uh, with Gigi Firefly. Definitely check her out uh, at Gigi Firefly on Twitter. Uh, she's a dope human being and uh, glad to uh, begin creating um, and, and fostering an awesome relationship with her uh, through the podcast and um, off the podcast as well. So uh, thank you guys for listening and enjoy. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this uh, show. We don't know what we're calling it yet, but it's a documentary series that I'm going to be doing with Giselle, also known as Gigi Firefly. She does things with Logitech, but I'm so excited about this because there's the way it happened. Uh, but Giselle, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited about what we get to talk about tonight. Yeah, this is this is really good. So um, for those who haven't seen uh, your work yet, uh, just give them a little bit uh, about you. So I am uh, I'm a kind of jack of all trades. I'm the creator relations manager for Logitech G. I work in the gaming industry. I'm a gamer. I am very much uh, a Sagittarius and that I love to travel. I love my pets. I love, you know, doing a lot of different things. Um, and I also love documentaries and watching documentaries. Um, I felt, I felt very seen by the SNL, um, skit a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago when, uh, Nick Jonas was hosting and they did the skit on, uh, the murder shows. Like, documentaries like that range of topics is definitely definitely my thing so that that really resonated with me that's awesome that's awesome yeah so so we're excited uh, we're excited for uh just uh documentaries all together but uh, specifically in this particular episode we're going to be talking about the billy eilish documentary and um we'll do quick takes at the top and then we'll go into some of the things that uh impacted us so uh giselle uh you go first well i i have to say i am a huge billy eilish fan uh she and i actually share birthdays and i i feel very honored i i feel like that birth like december 18th is is a, a good day for a birthday because there's a lot of people with that birthday very notable people um Brad Pitt, Katie Holmes, and whatnot, and Billie Eilish. Um, so when the Billie Eilish, um, the world's a little blurry documentary was ex- announced, I was very excited because I really resonate with Billie Eilish's music. Uh, there is just something that it, it very much speaks to me on a core level, you know, and I think that's the beauty of music. There is a lot of music that just really resonates within you. You can't explain exactly why, but you're just like, Oh, I love this song. Um, 
And I, I find a lot of Billie Eilish's music really does that for me. And, you know, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. So I was very excited to watch this documentary. And I was also really excited to watch this documentary because I feel like, um, I, I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a throwback to the old school MTV days, Mm. uh, the behind the music type style, you know, specials that they would do with artists. And I really missed that. I grew up watching those and really liking that. And so this felt like there were so many different elements coming into play. Not only do I love this artist, but just getting to know more about them, but from the artists themselves in a way that they feel comfortable sharing. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that is, that's kind of missing a little bit. I mean, we do have social media that gives everybody a very inside look into celebrities, artists, gamers, influencers, lives. But I always feel like that is also in some sense filtered. Mm-hmm. And so with this, when you are shooting a documentary, it is more raw footage. And yes, you're still weaving it together and, and, and telling a story. But those kind of, you know, moments that you don't necessarily get to see, you know, when watching the documentary on Billie Eilish, you know, you see her going ice skating. You see that her birthday cake was a tray of cinnamon rolls and little things like that, that just feel much more personal and feel more, it it felt more like she was inviting you kind of behind that filtered view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Behind the, yeah. Like the, the normal down to earth things that happen off the stage. Exactly. Cause I mean, so many people, you know, Billie Eilish is, is a phenom. I I think, you know, a lot of people would agree with that just because you look at not only the work that she's produced, but all that she's accomplished. And it really is a testament just to, I think, how intrinsically, like, this is ingrained in her. She was born to be a performer. You see, you know, the the footage of her dancing and things like that. She was always, you know, the, the footage of her as a little kid she was born to be a performer. And I think it's great that her parents really cultivated that uh, with her and her brother Phineas, because I think that's also, you know, an element that seeing that sibling bond between them was also really amazing to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just the fact that the family, the whole family seems gifted in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And I feel like I, I have to give a special shout out to, to Billie Eilish's mom, uh, because I feel like for gaming in particular too, uh, if you are a fan of, of Mass Effect, you might, you might actually know Billie Eilish's mom more so, um, from the voice work that she's done for Mass Effect 2. She, she was actually, um, one of the, the, characters that that you could recruit um in the game and so i i think it's you know absolutely amazing to to have you know that connection too because um yeah uh billy eilish's mom uh maggie baird is the voice of samara in in mass effect 2 so i love that because again it's like she you know it's just another connection of speaking to how how talented that that family is 
So before the documentary, like, because um, I am new to a lot of her stuff, not so much the music, because, you know, we you have to hear a track somewhere, right? As you're passing through listening to radio, whatever it is, you, you probably heard uh, one one track of hers. Um, if um, you've never really paid attention to her, she's huge, right? We we all agree there. But the thing that, that was um, interesting to me is um, is the parent relationship uh, with her, right? And and how they they manage to um, take all this stuff that's going on with her and and try to make a normal life for her as normal as possible, even though she has the money to do pretty much yeah. anything, right? Uh, yet it was it was such a um, like down to earth experience for me, and uh, I I really fell in love with the story, if you will, as I was watching it. No, I think you captured it so well because you do really see, you know, the family highlighted and that that the strong family bond that they have. And you see how they all play a part in this, but how much, you know, that that is covered. And, you know, I feel like even in Billie Eilish's music, you got kind of a taste of that because she definitely references her parents through different things, you know. Um, in bad guy, uh, she, she references how her mom likes to sing along with her songs. Um, but how she wouldn't necessarily like that song. She, she, you know, read the, the lyrics and whatnot and, and things like that. So I, I, I think it's great that there are, are those elements carried through. So what struck you, uh, the most when you were watching it, what part, what parts? I honestly think seeing the the physicality and the physical aspect of it because you see very early on that you know she essentially kind of um she jumps and kind of twists her ankle and she kind of repeatedly does that throughout it until she gets on a you know more structured regimen of of physical therapy and and working out to strengthen that and everything but then you know hearing how she was really a serious dancer and training to be, you know, a professional dancer and had that, you know, injury that really ended that for her. And then, you know, as a result, she hasn't really danced since I think is, again, it goes back. It's, it's a side that you don't necessarily see right now because, you know, her music isn't necessarily, the pop music of the nineties, you know, it's not choreographed dancing. It's not backup dancers and, and things like that there, but there's still a physicality to it. Mm. Mm. So is it, is it like, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, is it like a, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this genre. I don't even know if it exists. Is it like a down tempo rock type? but not really rock. Like it, it has like this. Feel. It, I mean, it's very much to me. It's, I, I don't want to categorize it any one particular way, because I think the only person who could like the only people that could really categorize it would be Billie Eilish and, and Phineas, her brother, mm. who's also a producer. Um, because I think if you look at different songs, there are definitely different elements from a lot of different genres. Um, mm-hmm. 
and whatnot. So I, I don't want to mislabel, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that makes sense. Now, the the part that really got me is um, when they were on the bus and they were trying to figure out that whole uh, picture. They were, they kept grabbing her and and breaking her to take pictures, and she was like, "Why are we taking these pictures with these people?" That 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 whole uh, situation. Yes. And um, that was like really like a a moment where okay, we need to have this family meeting right away. <laughs> we're gonna have it here, okay. Please don't ever let that happen again. So, so that part for me, like, um, just just thinking about just what you could possibly be going through when you're being pulled like that in all those directions, and it's uncomfortable, right? And uh, mm-hmm. just na- just navigating that, I thought that was really powerful. Um, as as watching her parents do that. Well, and I thought it was so great too. Like, I know in that moment she felt like she couldn't necessarily speak up, but speaking up afterwards because she was uncomfortable because she didn't like how the situation played out Mm. is really important to see because I think it goes to this idea of agency and how much control you really have in that situation as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you could see like, you know, one of the things that I, I, did not know about her before watching the documentary was that she does um, have Tourette's and seeing her have that episode um, and whatnot was something that I really related to because I have a, um, I have a nerve disorder that is at times outside of my control. I know that there are certain triggers that will cause it to flare up but that was something to me that felt very familiar because you you don't always feel in control um, in certain situations and it builds and it builds and you you start to see those kind of warning signs. And I, and I feel like in that situation, too, you kind of start to see those those um, physical ticks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was constantly being taken out to take a picture and, and she really just needed to rest and she was trying to voice that but couldn't at the time. And, you know, then afterwards she's like, look, I don't, I don't want people to see me having a bad day. I should be entitled to have a bad day, but Mm -hmm. I I always want to be there for my fans. I don't want them, you know, and she really took that comment to heart that someone made like, Oh, well you weren't being very nice at the meet and greet. And I think it goes back to the human nature of it too, is that, you know, we're on the outside looking in at someone's life and yes, they're a celebrity or they're an actor or a musician, a politician, what have you, but they're at the end of the day, they're still, they're still human. They still have the same pressures and whatnot that we all do. And, you know, I think it is important to, to try to remember that and to, to give people the grace period to, to have, you know, time away and not Mm. be under a microscope. How much time do you think? I, I think that's for every individual to decide. I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of, you know, there have obviously been a lot of celebrities that have come out and said, look, I understand, you know, this is part of the job and everything. But again, we're all still people. And I I couldn't imagine wanting to be under a microscope 24-7. I, I don't think anybody really can. But at the same time, if you're passionate about wanting to be a performer and an artist and you recognize it's part of the job, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have some agency to decide when enough is enough. Mm. That makes sense. 
That makes sense. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like any, um, I know we're going to keep this as, as compact as possible. Any anything that uh, anything else that really stuck out to you, and I'll share I'll share something um, after you, and then we can begin wrapping it up. I didn't, I don't want to make these uh, too long because I know there's, yeah. there's other ones that we want to uh, look at in the near future as as a limited yes. series. But uh, yes. yeah, go ahead. Um, I think for me, seeing the creative process between her and Phineas was really was really remarkable because uh, you don't always get to see behind the scenes and see the creative process of someone. And I felt that, you know, it was, it was great that they allowed us into that process. I mean, the fact them sitting on the tour, but them deciding to go to the tour bus because the green room was too loud and essentially writing, you know, the no time to die, which is the the upcoming theme for the, the upcoming James Bond movie was really interesting and really cool to see because they they've come out and said you know essentially we wrote that song in three days and again it goes back to the level of talent that they have and just the fact that they were able to do that because i feel like if i tried to write a song like that it would take me a lifetime almost just because that's also not you know where my my talent is and it it does really speak to their talent and i felt like it was really cool to see that Absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, just the experience of watching um, and even when she got the car uh, and, and and all that and just, um, you know, the dog outside and, and the, the family dynamic that they have is um, super strong. And it's rare that you get to see um, it's, it's, it's pretty much like if you're you were in the neighborhood, and you were passing by and you can get a glimpse of it. That's what you would see. And I think the way they captured the documentary is fantastic. Yeah, I really, I really agree with that. Yeah, I mean that—that's all I have. Any last words? I think that is—is is everything for me. But I'm excited. I mean, obviously, you know, she's she's still so young and really fresh in her career, and I'm really excited to to see everything that she does in the future, and hope that she continues to to break barriers and boundaries. You know, shout out to her for for basically sweeping one being the youngest person too, but also being uh, the, f- the first female to s- sweep all major categories uh, at the Grammys in a single year. That's awesome. That's awesome. And where can folks find you? You can find me at Gigi Firefly uh, on Twitter. That's awesome. And you can find me at Uriah, which is U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And guys, until next time, take care.